0: hello you beautiful people welcome to the dear dad podcast this is the place where we address dad dynamics and discuss personal experiences stories and poem submissions to help provide a platform for healing while simultaneously uplifting one another let's change the dad narrative all around let's go let's grow hello you beautiful people Welcome again to Dear Dad Podcast. My name is Benjamin Darius, a.k.a. BJ. Now, I have this this wonderful gentleman online right now. Tell us his story, his journey. But he's not a dad yet. I'm not going to jump into it yet. He's not a dad yet. But he has a beautiful, amazing story um, that I was recommended to that he is willing to share. And I am so at awe with his story. I'm, I'm at awe with with the bravery that he's able to, like, express Um, The feeling that he's able to express from a man's point of view. Um, And I'm going to get to that later on in in the podcast. But his journey, his experience with his dad, the closeness that he had with his dad, the adventures that he had with his dad is so beautiful. And I I absolutely love the relationship that he had with his dad. And you guys, I'm not going to continue boasting and I'm not going to continue taking your time and his time. Let me introduce you guys to Maurice. Maurice, what's going on, my brother?
1: Hey, BJ, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: No problem. No problem. All right. So let's just jump to the first question and then we can um, take it from there.
1: All right. Cool. Let's go.
0: All right. So Maurice, so tell me and tell the
1: audience, who is Maurice? Uh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> My full name is Maurice Ojuang Jr. I am the son of Maurice Ojuang Sr. So which one would you like to get to know?
0: Whichever one?
1: (laughs) Okay, well, uh, I am Maurice Oshuong Jr. I was born and raised in Bronx, New York. I am an African-American young man uh, born to parents of Kenyan descent. I am married to the beautiful Raquel or I should say the former Raquel Lassonnier, Mm. who hails from the beautiful island, I'm told, of Martinique. I I went to Oakland University, graduated with a degree in biology. I'm passionate about music. I'm passionate about eating. <laughs> and um, I'm passionate about LeBron James. I live by the motto, if I can help someone as I travel along, mm. then my living shall not be in vain. Mm. I think you got a lot about me out in that little uh, paragraph there. That, that's me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, Maurice let's begin with um with your dad so tell me about about your dad
1: oh man uh there's there's too much to say there's a lot to say my dad was a man of uh i say three things primarily number one he loved god mm-hmm. number two he loved his family mm-hmm. and number three he was passionate about Christian education Mm. I would put those in that in in that particular order Mm -hmm. Uh, if you if you talk about those three things I think you cover him pretty extensively Mm -hmm. Um, he was definitely passionate about God and everything having to do with God Mm -hmm. and then his family was his everything from his wife to his mother to his kids his brothers their kids Um, his family meant everything to him more than anything else and then lastly he was very serious about education Mm -hmm. about us bettering ourselves about us uh desiring and seeking to achieve more from life and giving back to others to help others come up the ladder as well Mm -hmm. those are three concepts or three schools of thought that i would share that encompass who my dad was Mm
0: -hmm. in in relation to just thoughts and, and memories of your dad What are some memories that you have or you can cherish that you have of your
1: dad? I can tell you memories from when I was in school and I would have lots of homework and it was important for him that we got our homework done as soon as we got home from school. Mm -hmm. Um, He would tell us that the homework has to be on his side of the bed when we finish it. And uh, he would come home In the evenings, he would check our homeworks and he'd sit down with myself and my younger sister, Martha, whom he would check our homeworks and make sure that we did the right thing. Uh, He would make sure that we understood the lessons that were being taught and he'd even go a step further and encourage us to learn the new lessons yet ahead so that we'd be ahead of the class before we even got to class. Um, When I think of memories with my dad, I think of him teaching me how to speak and how to preach, how to uh, present myself in front of people. Mm. Um, yeah, there's so many memories. I, I think of him taking us to piano classes and encouraging us to take music seriously, even teaching us um, some music theory, because so, he was a musician as well. Um, there's just so many memories. I mean, there there are way too many memories that come to mind um, when I think about him.
0: Mm, that's awesome. That's beautiful. And um, just from now, you were just mentioning the the importance of edu- education from your dad, and I think that's very crucial. And I think that's important, and it's beautiful that your dad come from that kind of upbringing. Um, from your perspective, if you if you had that that conversation, if you know about it, why was education such a key point in your upbringing, or to your dad, should I say?
1: Education was such a key point to him uh, because of where he came from and mm-hmm. how he grew up. Uh, in in a in Kenyan uh, family or culture, or maybe I should even generalize, it's African culture, education is nearly everything that they have. Mm-hmm. is the only way to move up in life or move up in the ladder of life, maybe I should say it that way. Uh, he's told the story multiple times. He was he came from a two-parent household. Uh, he had nine siblings, mm. and, uh, eight siblings, nine including him. And so each sibling was concerned about helping their parents raise the other sibling. Mm. And so when the first, he was a fourth out of all the nine kids. Uh, when the other, when all the other kids had grown up, you know, they, when his older siblings had grown up, they were all concerned about trying to help each other go to school. And when they got to finish school, which was high school at the time, they would go get jobs and try to help the next person graduate and move on in the education ladder because if they didn't do that, then they wouldn't have a bright future for themselves. Mm-hmm. And the stories that I heard my dad share multiple times about um, getting educated, he did say that it was the only way for for them to, you um, how would I say this? It was the only way for them to ensure that they had a bright future mm-hmm. because if they did not succeed in their classes, they, the only other option was to enter the workforce and to attain the most that they can without the degree or without the high school diploma that they did not get. Right. Um, so I think having that mindset and just knowing that parents go through so much to put you in school, to get you a school uniform, to get your shoes on your feet, you know, to get you the textbooks and all that from from elementary through high school and so on. And then I come to New York City where, you know, schooling is almost a guaranteed thing for any student as long as you're under 18. Right. And it's pretty much free. You know, we take it for granted compared to how it was a privilege, a blessing for him. Mm. So I think these are things growing up in my world today, New York versus him growing up in Kenya, you know, he took it that seriously because he knew what it meant. and how much it built and helped shape his future, the family as a, at large's future. Um, that's why I think education really meant a lot to him. He knew that it was a brighter way, it was a right way. He also knew that it would help you be of service to mankind. It wasn't just about schooling and getting a job, but it would help you give back to your community. It would help bring others into a better position, not only to know God, but to help other people. So um, it's multifaceted. It's multifaceted.
0: How was the relationship between you and your dad?
1: Um, I want to say that depending on how old I was, the relationship <laughs> it differed. <laughs> okay. um, as early as I can remember, I would say my relationship with my dad was a very rocky one. Mm. It was a very scary one he was a giant almost almost like a bully a monster in a way
0: Mm.
1: because things had to be done his way at his time and um and it had to be done right exceptionally correct you had to be perfect um and if you didn't there were consequences to pay for that i think that that was me as a kid and i'm talking about 10 years of age and under. I'd even go as far as saying 11 years of age and under. Mm -hmm. And then I would say the preteen and the teen years there, I began to come into myself and I realized, um, you know, he just wants excellence. It may be a bit much, but he does need and require excellence. I would definitely say that coming to my later years of my teen, like from 17 going forward, uh, I think I began maturing more and I began to get an appreciation for mm. what he desired, I began to see that all he wanted was the best for me. And at the end of the day, I would be better for it. Um, I wouldn't just be as good as, i would be better than. Mm. Um, so my relationship with him differed as time progressed. Honestly, I'd, I'd even go as far as saying I didn't have that much of a relationship with him except for school and church until I hit maybe about 18 or 19. He literally just drilled into my sister and I church or, or spiritual matters and academics. That's mm. really all it was. He didn't care about anything else. He said, everything else can wait. There'll be a time and place for that. But right now, the time and place is for God and for your schoolwork. Mm. Um, my mom kind of took over other areas of life. So as a result, we didn't really deal with him in, uh, in those areas, except it had to do with church or things having to do with God mm-hmm. and um, our schoolwork. But when we got older, when I got older, my relationship with him definitely evolved into a working relationship. For instance, we worked together, okay. um, evolved into a place where he was able to talk to me about relationships and mm-hmm you know, thinking ahead into the future um, family-wise and and what he would want to see and so on and so forth. So as time has progressed, it has evolved. It has definitely evolved.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So I know there was a couple of things that you mentioned before in the beginning. Um, and even as of now, there's a lot of characteristics between you and your dad. Um, I'm, I'm hearing, and I, I see that similar, even from the beginning when I was talking to you, you have a statement that you go by and it's all about helping somebody else. It's all about um, moving forward in life and not thinking about it's only about you, which is a great and, and amazing way to move on to life where it's not just about you. Me and my wife have this um, mindset where wherever God placed us, is not for our needs, it's not for our purpose, it's for God's purpose. So if he moves us from A to B, it's because he sees that we are ready for B we're done with A, we're ready for B. So he placed us in B because we're ready for it. Not only that, but he placed us in B because there are other avenues and other um, ways we can help other people in our in our lives. There are so many people that we have touched everywhere we've gone. It's such an amazing thing. And I believe that, and I'm a strong believer that wherever you go, wherever, whatever you do, it has to be a, a vision and it has to be intentional with helping somebody else. And I believe that because, again, God has done so much for us, and I'm not going to say just me, for us, um, to um, where I was, to who I am right now, to where we are right now. It's sheer. Um, it's just amazing. And, and it's beautiful. And I'm uh, the fact that I hear that from you and I hear that from your dad and the, the, the vision that you had just to help other people is beautiful. So I just wanted to find out. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. What are other characteristics or what kind of characteristics in your dad that you seem to find in yourself? <laughs>
1: uh, many. <laughs> many. Um, I can speak on a, on a biological level, our phenotype, <laughs> our genotype. I can speak in terms of character. I would say that I definitely have taken my views on, a lot of views about life. Um, One thing that I definitely did want from him was parenting, coaching. Um, And I guess what I'm gonna have to do is just think back to what he and my mom did. And thank God I still have my mom around. Um, But definitely how he raised me, I don't think it's necessarily the best, but I do think it was effective. I think how he went about raising myself and my sister uh, I definitely find it interesting. We are two different people. My sister and I definitely do have differences, but um, for the most part, I'd like to say, or I'd like to think, it worked. So that's one thing I definitely would take from him. But what we do have now in common, I would say, our views on 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 marriage. I would say our views on family, sharing sharing uh, the love and the 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 level of love intensity the level of care about each family member that that's definitely there being united Mm -hmm. being involved in the work of the church that's something that um we definitely do, do share in common i would also say that we have in common a strong work ethic i would say that he gave that to me i would say that we care about you know making sure that we Do something tangible, productive, and efficient Mm -hmm. with our hands um, that we're able to provide for what we need and what we want. Um, We're similar in terms of even uh, the words that we use, how we communicate. Yeah, there's a lot. We love the same food. I took a lot from him. I mean, fashion, uh, I'm a little bit different from him, but, (laughs) but for the most part, the same. There's a lot. There's a lot. (laughs) there's really a lot and I I know I'm not really helpful in the adjectives that I'm giving you but there's a lot of similarities that I've taken from him um and and I'll and I'll even go this far and tell you that I did not think that I would be this much like him Mm. in my Mm -hmm. years um I definitely thought I'd be different I'm gonna be a different dad I'm gonna be a different man I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna do that but I'm tempted to to say that we're more alike than we are different.
0: I, I find it fascinating, you know, uh, that you said that your father was very, um, very, I would have said militant. He's very focused on education and the way he taught you is, you know, education and, and church. Um, and it, and you said the the rest was towards your mom to just pretty much pick up. And as far as the love and compassion and holding and stuff like that. And you said your wife, um, learn who you are, or it was a clarity of who you are when, he, when she met your, your dad and your parents, uh, which for me actually makes a, a, a lot of, it makes a lot of sense because we tend to, I believe we tend to, at times when we are younger, we try to be absolutely different from what our parents are to a, to a certain degree. Like, I'm not going to be the way he is. I'm not going to be as strict. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be more than what my parents taught me and I'm going to be a whole lot different. And then we reflect back, we look back especially when we get older, we notice that we are almost to a certain degree uh, a mirror image of who our parents is, to a certain degree. And I say certain degrees because now we are we are who our parents taught us, but we are a better version or a different version of that. We share a lot of characteristics characteristics of that, but we never we can never run away from our heritage when it can never run away from our roots and that's what for me it was an eye-opener when you said your wife met your your dad and it was like you know what um and i'm pretty sure she had a lot of questions she was like why do you act the way you act why do you do the things you do why do you why are you focused the way you focus and then to have a conversation with your parents and with your dad specifically it it clears everything up because now he was like now you can see the relationship between you and your dad and you can see you can also see the relationship between you and her it also clear clear up a lot of things. It, it filters out a lot of things, and now it makes sense, like you said before, and I understand that. But I know for myself where I have a tendency to say, "I'm not going to be like that." So, growing up, I said, "I'm yeah. not going to be uh, a deadbeat dad. I'm not going to be an absentee dad. I'm going to be the best dad I can be," and I am. I am. But there are so much characters characteristics in me that I see. It's that I can't, I don't want to remove, but I see this in my dad. And I'm talking to him. I have, a, I have a conversation with him. And I see and hear his tone, his posture, the way his demeanor, the way he acts, the way he says certain things, his laughter, everything. And I can't change that because that's my DNA. That's who I am. I don't want right. to change that. I want that signature in me. And I also right. want it to a certain degree to pass it on to my son. I'm seeing right. characteristics in my son. Some, it's too, too early right now, but I'm seeing characteristics in my son that I can say, I want, I want my dad part to be in you. I want my part to be in you because I want to take every good essence, every, every, every positive feature in you and pour it into my, and pour into my son. I want to take the bad as well and learn from it and capitalize on it and see how I can make it better for the next generation. Everything that we do, everything that I'm trying to do right now is to better myself for his, his future and maybe my, um, in the future of my, my, my kids. And I I don't want to run away from that. I think once you reach into adulthood, especially when you become a parent, your mindset change. You become a different person, and I believe you have to become a different person. In order, you have to um, grow mentally and physically because if you don't, it's going to be a problem for you. And I I'm, I highly encourage that, and I highly believe that's something that you have to do. So when I when you, as soon as you t- told me that your your wife understood who you are better. When after she met your dad, spoke volume. Because I can say my wife pretty much says the same thing. So she was like, man, you, you guys are so similar. Why are you guys acting so, so different? Or you guys are, speak the same way or act the same way. Or your tone and posture is the, is the same way. And I, something that I used to run away from, now I'm encouraging. Because you know as time goes on, we don't know when is the last time we're going to see our dad. Or we don't even know the next time we're going to be here. Right? Right. But we right. want to take in those time. We want to take in those those privileged time that we have that is not promised to continue absorbing these things. Right. You take it in because we don't know when is the last time we're going to see this person. And we, we're not guaranteed anything. The only thing we could we need to be grateful for is the breath of life for today. Enjoy today. And when tomorrow brings, you give God glory, give, give Him the honor for tomorrow, you know? But for the time being, we just need to just like, take in. I know I said a mouthful right now, but <laughs> the floor no, is No,
1: but those are, all, those are all very true words. You know, um I was driving, I think it was yesterday and, um, or maybe it was today, I can't even remember, but I was driving on the street towards my house and I was just thinking about the last time my dad drove on that street and he probably didn't even know it was his last time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's important that we live each moment. There's a song that I heard years ago that says, live like you're dying. You know, um, meaning just know that, live knowing that you may not get this moment again. Mm. Um, And I think that's a very important concept. And I think also that he taught me that from a long, long time ago. And so I don't really have a lot of regrets right now. Mm -hmm. Actually, I I don't think I have any regrets, to be honest, in regards to my dad, um, because I treasure each moment that I get with people. Yes. You know, I treasure each moment that I get to see people because I don't know when, if and or when I will get to do that again. Mm-hmm. So those are definitely powerful words that you spoke and I appreciate you for sharing them.
0: Yes, thank you, no problem, that was beautiful. If, if there is, um, what are some things you wish um, has, had went different with you and your dad?
1: Like I said, I don't, I don't have any regrets to be honest. Uh, I don't think I wish anything went different i wish he was around to see me uh blossom in my career and even more than that desire i wish he was around to meet his his grandson mm. who else the name Maurice third we had who i am gonna name Maurice third i i me and him had this thing from a long time ago i mean this is before i was even a teenager i remember we had a conversation once and and we said, you know, somebody would one day call Maurice, and then all of us would turn around. My dad mm. would turn around. I would turn around, and my son would turn around, and then someone would say, "Which one?" Mm. <laughs> and that's how we started our conversation today. You know, um, so that's one thing that I definitely do wish he got to experience, or we got to experience. But um, anything that I wish could go differently, I can't say that. You know, honestly, I think I'm actually one of the the privileged. Uh, guys, that you might interview, because my last words to my dad were, "I love you." Mm, okay. um, I, you know, and he saw me. He, he heard me. He understood me. He registered my sentiment and responded in like manner, even though he did not do so audibly. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think, I think I got to close the chapter well. Beautiful. You know, I, I think, yeah on my part, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change the narrative. I would just extend it.
0: That's, that's beautiful. That's awesome. I'm glad you got that closure. And I've, I say that only because one, not many people are able to do that. Um, I, I last season, season two, I was talking to my, my cousins and their dad, my uncle passed away. And they had so many questions to ask them so many questions they wanted to, you know, answers to, But they just left empty and blank and without any answers because they didn't. They didn't. The the dad had passed away, so the fact that you were able to have closure, you're able to move on in life and close that chapter in your life, means. I know it means a lot. I know it means a lot because once you have closure, you are able to move a little bit more fluidly in life. Uh, things a little bit it's a little bit less of a burden and i I'm, I'm i'm happy i'm glad that you got that closure in your life and i know from the beginning of this um episode we've been talking about your dad in past tense yes it's because your dad did pass away and your dad um is no longer with us and i know that affected you a certain way and i know it it hurt i'm not going to go to the detail and saying that and saying that i do understand i have not gone through that but i i do want to um no, I, I, I know that your dad passed away. So how did his death affect you?
1: Oh, boy. That's, that's, that's probably the heaviest question you've asked me yet. <laughs> um, I think we could go back to that question about what he, what he taught. What's the life lesson? <laughs> <laughs> how did his death affect me? It affected me multiple ways. Um, we worked together, as I told you earlier on. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's actually, you know, being at work in the office and not seeing him that that's one of the most that was that was one of the most um, real moments for me okay. yes we live in the same house but I, I, I don't spend that much time in my house as I do outside of it and um, being at work and him not being there was that 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 made it real mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm accustomed throughout the many years I mean I'm talking about maybe 15 years walking into his office and he's sitting on the desk in a shirt and tie and sleeves rolled up, probably on a phone call or clipping his nails um, or something of that nature. That's just the look for dad. I don't even have a look that's a, 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 a trademark for dad in the house. I know him in the office. And uh, that that's one thing that changed for me was the job scene. That's number one. Um, number two was at home. Um, I would argue and say that Um, I didn't even mention this But uh, I'll just put it out there for the record My dad died uh, during the COVID During this COVID era So um, he was in the hospital for some time And And uh, When he was sick From that time that he was sick It was maybe three weeks Or close to a month there about um, He was not at home So I kind of got used to not seeing him at home Even though I knew that he was still around mentally and for me if things add up mentally it doesn't matter what reality really says because I know what it actually is mentally kind of thing but when he died I realized my mom is all on her own um, so all the things that he used to do for my mom whether it's taking care of the bills or you know uh, different projects that they had going on together I just found myself wanting to and trying to step in to be there for my mom to to help take care of all those things. So definitely my relationship with my mom shifted and also I was challenged to, to not just think of my mom as the same as she's always been, but to realize that because my dad is now gone, she is broken and she might unfortunately and probably did Changed to a new person it affected her mm. so I have to come to terms with that and get to learn my this new mother that I now have a mother that does not have her husband and learn what her needs are learn what she needs to experience what she needs to hear what she needs to feel and see um, oh, a lot more time was spent a lot more physical time was spent with my mom so that definitely was a, a, a an effect in my life since his death then there's also my relationship um my romantic relationship i got married in this season after my dad died um honestly i i'd like to think that this is this this is the hardest thing i've ever done in my life um juggling uh, juggling grieving or i don't want to say i don't know if grieving is the right word or um Coming to terms with the fact that dad is no longer here Mm -hmm. mentally and physically doing what needs to be done since he's not here to do it as well as preparing for a marriage. Um, Making sure that who is number one feels like she's number one. no matter what I do, you know, feelings will always trump what, what you know, no, no matter what reality is because you can't tell someone how they feel. So his death definitely affected me in multiple facets. And and and, and it's not over. Uh, I'm, I'm I, my, The first one I wanted to say was I'm scared to see what's yet ahead. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I am, I'll be honest, you know, I am. I, I actually think that, life would be easier if he was still here but um, i know that jesus doeth all things well so um, i just take the i just take the cards that i'm dealt with and i literally and when i say literally i mean literally take each hour as it comes mm. uh, my friends will tell you that i always said i always said that prior to even my dad dying but now i find myself just saying okay we made it through the morning we made it through the afternoon. It's bedtime, thank God. Two more hours and I get to close my eyes. And I pick up the new battles of tomorrow when tomorrow comes. Mm. Um, so to go back to your question, because that's one thing that my dad definitely taught me, make sure you answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, to go back to your question, um, my dad's that has affected me on a work front, family, and even a intimate uh, romantic relationship with my wife. Um, making sure I balance the different areas of my life and multiple other areas. I mean, I cannot, I cannot announce and pronounce everything to you, but definitely has had an effect. It has forced me to grow up a little quicker than he did by himself. Mm. (laughs) Mm. I'll say that much.
0: Wow, wow, wow! I know I, whenever I ask that question and somebody's you know parents or dad is no longer here it's a very touchy touchy subject, and i'm very you know i'm t- i tiptoe around that and it's based on how comfortable I am or how comfortable you project towards me that i can answer, ask that question so and I usually ask you know if you're comfortable, feel free to ask that question, but I felt i was com- you were i was comfortable enough um to ask that question because based on what you're projecting you know you were able to answer it I, I think because you like you said you you came to term with it um and still are coming to turn with it it's not as hard as it was in the beginning and that you still are growing you still are healing and i applaud you for that and um it's not easy it's really not easy i'm not going to again begin to say i understand every journey and every experience is different i i it could be two of us growing up here and we all absorb these things differently right we act differently maybe yours could be sadness mine could be anger um, maybe yours can be um, uh, withdrawal and mine can be like, you know, aggression. It, it all depends on the person and how you take it. And, um, and I applaud you. And I think you're taking it. Um, there is a lot of effect that it does have in you. Like I say, it does have an effect on your relationship. Um, and you have to, you have to step back and say one, who am I right now? Right, you know, because who I was, my dad was alive may not be the same person that i am when my dad is no longer here because there was a source that i had to go through or uh, a source that i had i rely on i could tangibly go to and touch is no longer here right so where do i go when that source is no longer here i have to rebuild the character I, I, i knew to be somebody else somebody better or somebody needs to like they need to change the mind frame and it's not easy it's hard but i applaud you and i know that you're doing that and continue talking to your wife continue expressing that because one of the things that we know as men we try to we tend to take things in and not be expressive um and i'm not saying you're not doing it but you know advice for anybody that, that have lost a loved one especially if you have someone in your life be expressive you know talk it out you know say this hurts this bothers me i'm not comfortable right now Give me some space, right? Because we have a tendency to just keep things in. I have a tendency. I'm gonna just personalize it. I have a tendency to just keep things in, and try to deal with it myself. I'm gonna deal with it in my time, my frame, because I don't want anybody else to one pity me. I don't want anybody. I don't want anybody's help. But in reality, yeah, we do. We need the help. We need to have someone to just pat our back or rub our back, and you know, give us a cheek, a kiss in a cheek or our forehead, and say it will be okay. We need to show vulnerability. We need to show as men that we are able to show emotions, right? And I am encouraging that, especially on this platform, because I'm a man. I do have emotion, right? It seems like it seems like a hashtag, but that's honestly the truth. So many, um, uh, so society and, and culture define men as men that's going to be emotionless, or can't show emotion, or you have to be very militant. But that how how, how hard is that? You know, how much does it play a role in your mentee, right? Growing for your wife and growing for your spouse, it hurts because you're not sharing that with them. And I'm exp- I'm saying this because ex- I experience this personally and I'm still growing. And I encourage you and I encourage anybody else out there. If there is something going on, learn to trust your spouse, learn to trust your wife or your girlfriend, whomever, right? Or have someone that you can reach out to and say, I just need you to, I just need an ear for me to talk. I need to talk i need you to be there for me just to me to talk you have your wife get the time and talk to her and say i just need a space or i just need you to be here this time or this time or i just need a time to just breathe i'm gonna go out i just want to breathe and then they can understand how can they can better cater to you we these we as men need to know how to better communicate with the people that's around us god put those people around us for a reason if we're not using these sources. We are we are um we are starving ourselves of good message. We are starving ourselves of 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 deliverance, right? Everything that God does is a reason for it. And I honestly believe that. So granted it's sad. Granted it's sad, it's hard, but we need to know that there are other people out there that's willing willing to and able to help us.
1: Amen. I agree with that. I definitely do agree that wholeheartedly. And I receive that admonition. I definitely do second it and challenge others, um, including myself to speak up and to, to uh, recognize that God has sent help. And so we should make the most use of the help that we've been sent.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So now I know that you mentioned that you, are um you're married and congratulations first of all um welcome to the club <laughs> i would say <laughs> thank you thank you welcome to the club is a beautiful thing I, I i absolutely love being married to my wife i love the journey i love our friendship and it's, it's something that i will continue cherishing and towards that so as you were growing up right as you're growing up um dating and now you have a wife did your dad have any influence in
1: dating or picking a life partner? Uh, Yeah, he did. He definitely did. Um, He was against it for a a vast majority of my life. (laughs) He was, uh, again, he was a guy that prioritized on school, on God, and that's all that mattered. He thought everything else is a distraction. Um, You don't need that when the time comes. Actually, I remember him actually saying to my sister, when the time comes, I will tell you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and um, we'll talk about it then. Until then, there's no need to have this conversation. It's a waste of time. It's time that could be devoted to do other things. I will share with you though that last year on September 15th, I opened up to him about my my now wife, and I remember sharing with him and my mother over dinner about you know, my joy and who I found and what I like about her, this, and that basically trying to sell the product. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and mind you, I should actually, I should actually preface all of this by saying I had my sister, um, her, her now husband, interestingly enough, and myself, we were praying and my other sister, we were praying, we were praying for like two or three days, like, God, I don't want to mess this up. This is a big move, like coming to my dad. And and you know, I I I don't expect you to understand the gravity of what it means to come to my parents, especially my dad. This is a dear dad podcast, so I'm, I'm zeroing in on my dad. I'm not minimizing my mom's my mom's place in my life, but I'm just focusing on my dad right now. Um, but I'm not trying to minimize what it means. But you you don't come with with garbage and rubbish to my, my dad. You you, you got to come together. You got to come with a game plan. You got to think it through. It got to make sense. And uh, if you want to succeed, right? So we prayed and I, you know, I remember that day. I want you know, I, it was just, it was just like, and the hours just kept coming faster and faster. And I'm like, I need some more time to get my thoughts together. Um, and then I realized, you know what? It is what it is. You know, if he likes her, he likes her. If he doesn't like her, he doesn't like her. It is what it is. We'll move on from there, you know. Um, and I shared my thoughts and he was excited. I remember one particular place, he asked me, does she know how to cook? And I was <laughs> like, and I said, yes, she does. He's like, oh, okay, because, you know, that's very important for you. I didn't hear you say nothing about food. You talked <laughs> about God. You talked about church. You talked about school. You know, she does this. She wants to be that. And he talked about her family. But the, the things that are important to you, I'm not hearing, you know. Um, and he was certainly supportive from that day going forward. So, yes, he definitely played a major role, at least in the foundational stages of my marriage or my relationship with my wife now. And I'm grateful. I'm eternally grateful for that. I certainly, I certainly would not be where I am right now if it weren't for his mm. input in um, my relationship with Raquel. So I'm definitely thankful. I'm definitely um, appreciative of what he did.
0: Nice, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So just yes. to wrap up your, um, just to wrap up the journey of your dad, um, and then I'm gonna ask you like two so or three questions relating to you. If you had the chance, which, which I, I feel like you did, but if if you had the chance right now, your dad is in front of you, and you want to tell him anything that you wanted to tell him, what would it be?
1: Uh, would i be i would i would say um (laughs) among the things i would say are yo, you gotta you got one hell of a strong wife (laughs) (laughs) you have a strong woman by your side uh, or you had a strong woman by your side mom is tough mom is intelligent much more than i gave her credit for interesting thing is my wife always said that when i told her about my mom you know, I, I did not give my mom enough credit. So I, I would definitely share that. I would share, thanks for coming back. I could use you in this parenting stage. That's that's That, that was a huge thing for me. Um, mm. It was a huge thing. And it's crazy that I'm saying that now because all he did, well, all I remember and all my sister would remember is him as a parent. We don't even remember him as a husband, to be honest. We remember him more as a parent. Mm. You know, it was always father, father, father. School, 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 God, church, family, you know, it was it was a lot of that more than anything. And I feel like that's the next big chapter that's coming my way. And the best teacher that I could ever have is not around to help me through that chapter. Second to God, of course. But um, if, if he was to come back and I have a conversation, I'd be like, no, welcome back, let's get to work. There are a lot of things, but I think the things I mentioned are just about it. I'd update him on my life. My sister's like, we got married. <laughs> Uh, yeah, updates on life, different moves that we're trying to make as a family. I would um I, I would go to a Knicks game with him again because he loved the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be a lot, there'd be a lot to do. There'd be a lot to do. There'd be a lot to do and a lot to say.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, man. I really want to say thank you. Um thank you for expressing so much about your dad and being so vulnerable and so being open. Um so moving forward as far as you, right? So um, you, you, you've seen how your dad, dad, <laughs> you've seen how he, his, his view on life is about education, about church, about God. And, um, you have that lesson, you have that in your back pocket to, uh, uh, as a resource. So now moving forward, you have a wife, right? And you're looking forward to having a family. Do you have any idea of what kind of dad that you want to be, or maybe the kind of dad you don't want to be?
1: I, I certainly do. I definitely want to take the good things from him. Um, and I want to leave the bad things out uh, and God has also blessed me with a father-in-law who is uh, or I like to say father-in-love I call him Papa who is exceptional I mean I'm yet to see any negative traits in him to be honest and let me not even say yet I have not seen any negative traits in him. yet yet suggests that it is their coming and who knows what the future is but I've not seen anything so I'm blessed to have at least at least two father figures in my life that I have positive things to draw from, uh, to emulate, and uh, to even hope, like you said, to see in my future suck, as you see in yours. Um, definitely, definitely do have things that I want to take from him, a whole lot of things. And I do have stuff that I want to take from my father in love that God has blessed me with in this marriage. Um, some of the things that I definitely want to take is the seriousness of of school, the seriousness of God, um and his work, the value of family. Um, I wanna take seriously the concept of working hard, working smart, um, being on time, managing your time well. You know some of the things that he did very, very well in his in his life being approachable to have conversations and um, listening, uh, being holistic, being very well-rounded. He was a very, he was a very well-rounded individual. Mm. I'd say that about him. The people from different, I want to say walks of life, but people from different walks of life for the purposes of this conversation seem to feel comfortable talking to him about whatever, Mm. men and women alike boy the children and older people in the church outside of the church in the workplace in the family he he was uh he was definitely approachable to talk to he definitely had a good ear and some sound wisdom to share um so that's that's something i would certainly want to emulate steal inherit whatever verb you want to put there
0: great beautiful <laughs> beautiful thank you so much i appreciate that i appreciate that i'm gonna let you go i have like about a question or two for you and i'll, I'll let you go no um, so um growing up again you you come to determine who you are right now you are still coming to determine who you are right now you're married you're a married man and you know future is holding as far as you becoming a dad so you know praying for that hopefully that's something you both want and you know looking forward for that now, um, becoming the man that you, you are right now and, and who you are right now and still coming up to
1: be right now,
0: would you say you love who Maurice is?
1: Yes. Yes, I would say that. I would say that. That's to answer your question. I'm going to add to, to to my answer and say, however, Maurice has a lot of growing up and changes to make. Mm. Uh, um, Dad would be happy to see the progression um he would be happy to see the growth i would be happy to see the progression of the growth um so yes i do love who i am in this particular moment i am grateful for the opportunity to simply merely exist but um or let me say however i definitely do want to grow and be more and and hopefully become fully what my dad once envisioned that i would be optimally
0: nice good to hear i, I, I asked that question because you know we, we have to love ourselves first before we can love somebody else and also we're, we're going to rely too heavily on somebody else's to fill a void that we've had that can't be filled by just simply a one body being there so um yes yeah, so you got to love yourself um love christ love yourself and love you know others too. so you, you just i just but reference this question because it's necessary, I believe, to love yourself. You have to love yourself. Love being by yourself. Love being with yourself, right? Love spending time with yourself because if you can't stand yourself, nobody else is, You can't expect somebody else Very
1: true. Right? That to is stand, very
0: true. You can't expect somebody else to fill in that void. So, again, love yourself or learn to love yourself. Learn to spend time with yourself. And it's, it's, it's something that you have to do. Some people think it's too much, it's scary, it's, it's, it's not necessary. But that's, that's when you start seeing your, the relationship that you're in, how different it can be when you love yourself first. You, once you love yourself, you're not going to look for it from somebody else. You're going you're gonna to look for someone that able, is able to add to that, right? So you don't want somebody to take away, and then you don't want, at the same time, you don't want somebody that's going to um, fill in the gap, which is the gap, again, it's not ever going to be filled because you're, you don't have to love yourself first. So I'm, I'm glad to hear, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you do love yourself uh, even through the journeys and obstacles that you went through that you still do. You uh, you come to terms to loving yourself and it's important and I, I encourage that and I, I, I am very happy that you have come to that. So um, uh, that's beautiful and that's great. So the last question and then I'll let you go is what kind of message do you want to leave with the dads, the fathers, the father figures out there or the dads to be?
1: The, the message that I would say I would leave with current dads, dads-to-be. Um, the first thing I'd say is have God as your role model. Have God as your leader because he is our father, the heavenly father, the the, the daddy of all daddies. And um, I think if he's leading, you cannot, I, actually I know if he's leading, you cannot and will not fail. And the second piece of, Counsel that I would give is: ever be so mindful that someone is looking up to you, even when you're not paying attention. Mm. Someone is looking at you. Someone. I remember it at an age when I wanted to be just like my dad. You know, um, I remember when you would think I was his biggest cheerleader. And we think of our wives and husbands as our biggest cheerleaders, but I was on another level about my dad. You know, um, and I think. I think every father needs to remember that their kids are looking up to them, boy or girl alike. You know, I know the relationship may differ between the sexes of the children, but your kids are looking up to you. And um, that should motivate you to do right, to live right, to do the very best that you can. So, yeah, those are the two pieces of counsel that I would give. Just follow God and remember that your kids are watching.
0: Absolutely, that's beautiful, man. Thank you, thank you, Maurice. I just want to again thank you for coming to this podcast. Thank you to this, for coming to this platform and sharing your thoughts, your vulnerability, your transparency. Like I, I highly applaud that because again, a lot of us don't have the opportunity to do it or are not willing to do it. But I, I have this platform for to allow men to allow um, not only men. I'm sorry, not only men, but to to tell a story about our dad. All of us have dad no matter if they're in our lives or not, all of us have our, our experience with dad. And I just want to thank you for that. Like from what you said, you know, this journey is not about us. It's not about us. Power phrasing from what you're saying, it's not about us. We just need to think that wherever God placed us, there is a purpose for that, right? We need to think about what change or how can we help the person next to us, how brothers and sisters in Christ, how much can we pour into them just like God poured into us? You know, you you can say that your your dad was a little strict. Your dad was a little bit um, uh, strict about your education in church, but look what he has, um, look what he has created in you. Look who you have become, right? From the person right. that think differently, and the person that act differently, and the person that sees the world differently from anybody else, right? It, it changed who you are. It changed the character of who you are, and I, I think just him being in your life at times changed the dynamic of your 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 life. Imagine if he wasn't in your life, right? Who would you be right now? Who you wouldn't know? And I'm and I'm so grateful again. I'm I just I'm honored. I'm grateful that you are able to tell me this journey. I know it's not easy, especially with someone that lose their dad. But you know, we got to be intentional with everything that we do, right? Just like yes, Marie sir. said, just like Marie said that it is. Um, we have to be not only intentional, but you don't know who's watching, right? You don't right. know who's watching. You don't know who is watching, depending on what, whatever you do. So if you do some, something, bad, they're going to watch something good. You're going to watch. So you might as well be in your best behavior. Do something that's going to impact somebody else in the long run. You never know who you're going to impact and how you're going to impact that person. So you might as well be uh, uh, a godly uh, person, be a good behave. be in good behavior. Be, always think about somebody else. Or if you want to think about it in a smart term, I know you don't have your kid yet, Maurice, but it, just, it, just think if you had your child next to you, would you be that person that you are in public? You know what I'm saying? Would you be that person to them? You know, if some people say they might say yes, but you want to, your whole point of when you're you a parent is to better yourself for your child. So you don't want to give your, your kid the worst version of you. You want to give them the best version of you. And I honestly, I can honestly say that your dad give. Gave important his best version of himself into you, and now you have become an evolved. You have become a, a a a different person from what your dad was. You have had different characters in yourself. You become a different person, right? Um, right. And I, I I I applaud that. I I absolutely love that. Who you are and who you have become, your dad had a, a great influence on that. There is so much that we can go into details as far as how he did or he didn't do, that's not important. Right now is who you are. You've become a man and because of your dad, you are sitting on his shoulder right now and growing up and being who you are right now because of him, because of, person, uh, uh, because of who he was and who how he portrayed himself to be. Um, he did so much and still doing so much in your lives, I believe. And I encourage that. I encourage everyone, 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 anything that you may do, believe that you are impacting somebody else's life. Everywhere that you go, God is working in you, not only for yourself, but somebody else. God can save someone through you. All you gotta do is plant that seed. Continue moving forward. Continue loving. Continue sharing. Continue embracing, right? Because you never know who we can save. We never know what kind of plant we are seed, that we are, we are we never know what kind of plant we are we are growing. God has amazing ways of doing things and i I absolutely love that so do your part and let god take the rest right thank you thank you amen thank you for the challenge absolutely absolutely and i encourage again everybody guys be expressive you know talk to your your spouse um if you want to use this platform it's definitely open to just express yourself not only for dads but you know for other people that's that's going through that all of us have dads and I encourage that. I encourage to continue moving forward, continue being a better version of yourself for someone else, not even for your child, but for your spouse, you know, for your mom, for your dad, for yourself, be a better version of that. You know, you don't want to be the same person that you were um, 10 years ago. You, can, you can't be the same person that you were when you were dating. You can't be the same person that you, you, uh, you were when you were 20, 19 at high school, in junior high school, elementary. You can't be the same person. You have to evolve. You have to grow and become better. Be a better version of yourself. I challenge you and anybody else that's listening to always trying to be a better version of yourself and know that you you are impacting someone that's connected to you. So be in your best behavior and always, always try to do better because you can change somebody else's life. So Maurice, I just want to thank you, brother, for coming here, for being vulnerable, for being open. And again, I just want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for all that you have done and have shared with us.
1: You're welcome you're welcome and thank you so much for having me again thank you for creating this uh forum for us to share to discuss and i pray that just at least one person was blessed um from this discussion thank you
0: absolutely as we wrap up guys i just want to thank you guys again for coming for sharing for listening to and continue coming back i love what this has become what it is becoming why is it it's It's formulating to be, I love this platform and I I pray that it continue to grow. Um, Continue coming back, continue subscribing, continue sharing, and I love everything about this. Let's continue uh, making it grow. Guys, again, I'm not gonna keep you guys any longer. I will catch you guys in a few. Bye. Dear Dad Podcasts, visit Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Make sure you check Dear Dad podcast on your favorite Instagram social media platform at Dear Dad Podcasts. Catch you later.